Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. I'm back today with my friend Pratik Patel. Pratik is an AIM7 advisor, registered sports dietitian, and human performance coach who has spent the last 20 years studying the interplay between nutrition, fitness, recovery, and performance. Pratik is here to share a unique weight loss protocol that not only helps in fat loss, but also maintaining muscle mass during the process, which is absolutely critical. So whether you're looking to shed a few pounds or you're an athlete aiming to optimize your performance, this episode is packed with insights you will not want to miss. So let's get right to it. Let's lean in and learn from the best. Pratik, you put out a Twitter thread that's gotten a lot of a lot of interest, and it's about a paper that came out that talked about a weight loss protocol that seems to not only help people lose body fat, but maintain muscle mass. And the strategy is really unique. I'd love for you to talk about that. Yeah. So this paper was published by Bill Campbell. Uh, I believe he's out of South Florida. So he does a lot of really awesome research and his main focus is, you know, weight loss, body recomposition. So definitely check him out. But this paper looked at, I think it was called Intermittent Energy Restriction Attenuates Loss of Fat-Free Mass in Resistance-Trained Individuals. So what this means is, you know, reducing calories and manipulating your carbs helps lose fat and maintain muscle mass when you are strength training. So what they did was they took 20-some-odd adults, males and females. So these people weren't necessarily like super obese or overweight. They were active. They were lifting four days a week, upper lower split, you know, something very common that we see with, you know, a lot of like team sport athletes, what a lot of people like to do. Their protein intake for both groups was at 1.8 grams per kilogram for the entire day. What they did was they split the people into two different groups. Both groups achieved a 25% caloric deficit, you know, on average over the course of the entire week. The continuous group just stayed at a 25% deficit the entire week. So calculate those calories whatever the 25% deficit is for that person based on what the energy expenditure uh, theoretically is calculated. You have 1.8 grams per kilogram of protein, so you subtract the protein calories out, and then the remaining was divvied up between carbs and fat. So, you know, no massive carbohydrate manipulation and um, pretty straightforward. Just right down the middle, 50-50? 50-50. The next group was the intermittent group. So what they did was they still achieved a 25% caloric deficit on average, overall for the entire week, but the five days during the week, Monday through Friday, they were at a 35% deficit. Same deal, 1.8 grams per kg for protein split, carbs and fat for the rest of the calories. But then on the weekends, what they did was let them eat at maintenance, so 100%. So all they did for that though was the increase to get to maintenance was increasing carb intake. Not fat. Yeah, not fat. Still at 1.8 grams per kilogram. And what they found was both groups, you know, went through the exercise training protocol, very, very compliant, which is great. Over the course of seven weeks, both groups lost a similar amount of fat. But through the body comp analysis, they looked at measuring lean body mass, fat-free mass, dry fat-free mass. So they had, I think they had them on an in-body two to look at that. They found that the intermittent group actually was able to maintain their muscle mass a little bit better than the other group. And they're obviously, there are theories why, they're postulates why, but it's very interesting because I've used this protocol with clients. I've used the 100% versus five days of 35%. Uh, some people like doing the 100% on the weekends because during the week, they can follow a plan. You know, the schedule is the schedule, work is consistent, their daily lives is consistent, but the weekend is completely 
up in the air because you've got family obligations, you got social obligations. It allows them a little bit more grace to eat a little bit more on the weekends, you know, not go crazy. It's not a cheat day. It's not a cheat weekend. It's, you know, you can increase your caloric intake and you can eat carbs and still lean out and lose weight while you're lifting four days a week. I've had some pick their two hardest lifting days and then choose to do the maintenance days on those days. And then they're like, I can stick to the plan, the 35% deficit on the weekends too. So you could pick two non-sequential days. Yeah, that's not what this study said, but it's what I've actually, I've implemented with clients and in practice. And it's, again, very individualized. You got to figure it out for what works best for certain people. But I think this allows a little bit of grace for those that, again, if you've got a very busy family schedule, your kids play a ton of sports, you have social obligations, or you just like going out and you don't want to, you know, have the salad with the chicken and everybody else is enjoying, you know, other foods. Uh, But I think too, and this goes to show that we know that in a caloric deficit, there's a reduced amount of muscle protein synthesis. That's why we resistance train. Resistance training increases muscle protein synthesis. You eat a good amount of protein and you can maintain the muscle mass that you have. We also know that when you do have increased protein needs or amino acid needs, even if you're getting a ton of protein, if you cut down on carbohydrates, the body's going to use protein to break it down to glucose. That's what happens in the liver. We create it through gluconeogenesis. It uses fat too. So it's kind of one of those best of both worlds to where you don't have to eat in an inexorbitant amount of protein if you're getting a good amount of carbs. That's what the resistance training studies show. If you eat at least 1.5 grams per kg, that's kind of the sweet spot if you're trying to build muscle mass and strength because most of those studies, most of the people that participate are eating carbohydrates too. So I think that's where people in the low carb sector, they eat a lot more protein because they are cutting back on the carbohydrates and they don't get that you know sparing effect in the conversion they do get that conversion of protein to breaking down the glucose that those that are eating carbohydrates don't necessarily go through. Have you ever missed a workout and felt like a failure? Maybe you've been conditioned to think that you just need to push through. Watch out because that is a recipe for burnout. You can get caught in an endless cycle of trying everything, pushing hard and only feeling worse. As surprising as it sounds, sometimes you'll get better results when you do less. And sometimes you just need to arrive your wave of energy and do more. But how do you know when to do which? AIM7 will analyze your smartwatch data and leveraging our unique algorithms will tell you exactly what you need to do in a quick and easy to read interface. Join the over 300 people that are loving AIM7 and tapping into our group of world-class performance scientists to make wellness simple for you. No spreadsheets, no crazy protocols, just smart, practical recommendations that will change the way you both feel physically and mentally. Whether you're just starting out or you've been exercising for years, AIM7 will meet you right where you are to bring you to where you want to be. Start today. The link is in the show notes. Now back to my conversation with Pratik. So I want to repeat this back to you. So the intermittent group, they were in a 35% caloric deficit. Monday through Friday, every day they ate 1.8 grams per kilogram of body weight for protein. So for me, let's say I'm 219, it's roughly 180 grams of protein. The rest of the remaining calories were split split evenly between carbohydrate and fat for the 35% reduction days. When they went back to maintenance, the only change was they added back those calories and carbs, which most people would love. I think the key here is that you're not increasing fat. 
So I think that's something that people should pay attention to if they're going to do this. Uh, you want to make sure that you're lifting weights too, pretty intense. How how often were they lifting weights? Four times a week? Four times a week. So you would recommend keeping that at four then? Yes. Okay. Again, based on what the studies show, you can go down to three. There's definitely better improvements and benefits going from one to two, two to three, for sure. I wouldn't go lower than three, but these people were somewhat trained. They had about four years of lifting experience under their belt, which is also pretty impressive because as we know, the more experience we have lifting, the greater our training age, the harder it is to see gains and and improve strength, muscle mass, maintain it too over time. Hmm. So four is recommended three in the low end, but you're going to have to push it on those days. Yeah, really interesting. I think this is a practical tool for people that are wanting to, you know, they got lives that are a little bit variable. Maybe they got other responsibilities and it's easier to be stricter on some days and others on not. It's almost like a little reward too. If somebody's interested in like, hey, Pratik, could you help me with this? Like, could you be the person to design this program and kind of help me be accountable and learn learn from you? How can people find you and how can they get get your services? Yeah, yeah. Um it's, it's what I do for, you know, clients, people that are looking to not only lose weight, but just improve a variety of different aspects of their health. You know, they can reach out to me on any of my social channels, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm at Pratik X Patel, uh, P-R-A-T-I-K-X-P-A-T-E-L. Love to help whoever wants help. Yeah, we'll put it all in the show notes. Well, you'll also get it in the um, newsletter. If you're not signed up for the newsletter, you definitely should be on there. We send out an email at the beginning of the week to tell you who's coming up. Then on Friday, I send out those recommendations for buying body and recovery. I know Pratik's got a newsletter. We'll put a link in the show notes for that. His Twitter feed is phenomenal. He puts so much good information out there. So definitely give him a follow. Pratik, thanks again for coming on The Blueprint. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening to The Blueprint Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, if you learned something about a science-backed protocol that you can use to lose fat while maintaining muscle, share this episode with a friend. There's a lot of people out there on a weight loss journey, and this could be exactly what they need to do it in a healthy and safe manner. Thanks again for joining us, and I'll catch you on the next episode.